The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us. This is Danny Voss. And this is Chris Emke. And this is another great episode of the Diesel Performance Podcast. And today we're talking lift pumps. Oh, oh man. Yeah, big, lift pumps. big topic. Yeah. I love to dive into that. But talking about some of our previous episodes that were a hit, we had No Man's Land, talking about maxing out a stock bottom end. Yeah, with the Duramaxes. Yeah. You know, that... Nick, and, uh, you know, Nick and Bob talking about that. That was a great episode. Very informative. A lot of great content in there. If you haven't checked it out, please go back and check that one out. Uh, one of my favorite episodes that we've done is the 30K budget build, where we had to have 750 horsepower. Man, come on. Why was that your favorite episode? I don't know. I just spent a lot of time on no, it. No, you won. You won. <laughs> if you didn't win, that wouldn't have been your favorite episode. But, you know, again, congrats. That was an awesome episode, to say the least. Thanks, Chris. And it's very informative as well. That's one thing that we want to bring is content. We want to show people what we talk about every day. Absolutely. It's just normal conversation for us, Chris, but oh, yeah. I feel like if we talk about it, now people can really understand yeah. what we're talking about at the yeah. water cooler. A lot of guys, they call in, they ask questions, and you're just you're just talking. This is normal to you, but to them, it's not so much. So they look at you as a book of knowledge, and I'm just, you know, I'm like, man, I'm just repeating myself all day. But no, it's cool. You know, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yep. And uh, we've got some great future episodes ahead of us. We're going to do a couple truck advisor episodes, so be on the lookout for those. Paul couldn't make it today. He's yeah. uh, doing whatever he's got to do today, but he's slacking. Yeah. I don't know, man. He said he had to leave early. He asked him why. He was all quiet and then <laughs> skipped out of the, the shop all secretively. So, you know what? That's cool. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Rich. So yeah, thanks for I'm coming, excited. Brother. I'm excited about this. You betcha. And there's a lot of different things to talk about as far as lift pumps. And I'd like to start with the top manufacturers. Um, everybody knows you got Fast, AirDog, and Fuel Lab. Absolutely. I'd say those are the big three main hitters right now. Uh, Depending on the brand, you know, Ford seems to do a lot with like Aeromotive too. That's another big one. But uh, I would say where you know I deal with a lot of the Duramax and the Cummins stuff. Those are those are mainly the, the the big three to say the least. Which ones have you personally owned? Man, I've had Airdog and I've had Fast. I, I don't know much on the fuel labs. I've never really worked with them. But mm-hmm. uh, I out of my own personal pocket, I have bought Fast and I have purchased Airdog pumps. Uh, I'm the same way. So, I've had two of each. Yeah. What What do you prefer? What do you prefer? Uh, it's, you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, no preference, honestly. If I bought a truck and it had one on there, I wouldn't be eager to pull it off for the other brand to run it. They they do the same thing when it's all said and done. Absolutely, but we, I'm glad we're diving into that because there are some differences and there are some things that, you know, touch bases on. But as far as talking about a lift pump, we get a ton of customers that mm-hmm. call us all the time. And one of the first things we ask uh, as far as if they're having a problem with their truck, we ask them if they run a lift pump. Yeah. And I think... You know, that's one of the staple questions that we ask. That sets a foundation, uh, the way I look at it, because no matter if the truck is mild to wild, stock truck, 500 horse, 7,000, drag truck, pull truck, dyno queen, doesn't matter. A lift pump is such a widely used bolt-on. I guess it is a bolt-on. So, you know, the, being that it is what it is. You know, uh, why would you ask that question? Someone calls, you know, I have low pressure. What's the first modification that I would do to the truck? You know, why? Why is it that we bring that up right away? Because CP3s, they work overtime, I mm-hmm. feel. And by helping them with a pusher pump, like what we're talking about, yeah. helps prolong the life of these CP3 pumps, which we know, Chris and I, that they're expensive. Yeah. I mean, I'll be the first to say I come from, you know, my background in the diesel stuff was the old, you know, Cummins mechanical injected stuff where injectors were only 400 bucks. So an injection pump was at most a thousand. And now, you know, guys are getting into the Duramaxes, whether they're the younger crowd and they're getting into the older LB7s. 
LB7s or LLYs or, you know, even the newer LBZ LMMs, you know, pull out your checkbook. I mean, we're talking $4,000 for injectors. We're talking at minimum $1,000 for a pump plus hours and hours of labor to get that done. Not saying that a lift pump is going to prolong that life indefinitely, mm -hmm. but it is definitely going to help aid the, the life expectancy of your injectors and of your injection pump. Why is that? It it delivers pure fuel mm -hmm. to your um, motor. I mean, you're getting rid of all the impurities. That's the biggest thing. You're getting rid of all... When you shake up diesel and you get foam, it removes all that and returns it back to the tank, the dirt. Mm -hmm. uh, what else am I missing? Water? Water, air. You know, uh, one of the big things is, like you said, it's a pusher pump. So from the factory, the Duramax specific, you know, they have a gravity-fed fuel system. Fuel travels to the CP3, so the CP3 has to help provide itself with fuel. Then it disperses that fuel into the injectors or into the high-pressure fuel system from the pump forward. So the lift pump pretty much takes part of the workload off of the CP3. And again, the filtration, the separation. So it it definitely holds a, a pretty big uh, value, in my opinion, on, on any truck. It's one of my first modifications I'll do to any truck if I had to start my mod list again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, talking to newer trucks, you know, what's the first thing I should do? Well, yeah, the tuning has a bang for your buck. You're going to see a value the minute you put it on the truck. But a lift pump, you're not necessarily going to see a value tomorrow, but 100,000 miles down the road, truck's out of warranty, you plan on keeping it a while, you spent a hefty dollar on it, uh, you'd be really thankful that you did the lift pump early on just because of the foundation that you've set yourself. Absolutely. Um, a big thing with me personally, some of the things that you can see what a lift pump does, it allows the injector to spray a full pattern of fuel across the top of that piston rather than a three-quarter pattern. And if without a lift pump, you're running a three-quarter pattern spray pattern across the top of that piston with impurities like air bubbles and water mm -hmm. and dirt. I mean, now you get a chance to spray equal spray across the top of that mm -hmm. cylinder or I piston. Think, I think one of the things that kind of follow up with what you just said, when guys that buy these older Duramaxes with a couple hundred thousand on them, you know, these are hard parts that need to be replaced, injection pump and injectors. For what they're spending on these products, a lift pump is just, again, going to help set that foundation. If you're going to change injector pump, if you're going to change injectors, a lift pump is pretty much in that grocery list of, uh, you know, must-haves at that point. So, uh, you know, to back up with what you're saying, uh, absolutely. I like that grocery list. Uh, how, yeah. how much of our groceries costed us over man, the years? Man, man, I don't even want to get into that, man. If I had that, I could retire. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely uh, a lot of money there. Now, let's talk about the air and fuel uh, on, on the emissions. You know, so, you know, uh, when we when we talk about these trucks and, you know, we'll take an LML owner, for instance. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, uh, I'm going to run the race to no lift pump. What happens? Oh, the fuel's going to... One guy, this is the best comeback. He said that it feels like the fish are biting. Oh, wow. And I said, what the hell does that mean, <laughs> fish are biting? And after I talked to him for a minute, it really made sense. It feels like he's sitting there with his uh, jig and he's getting little baby hits. But what he's really experiencing is that fuel is cutting out. Cutting out. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll run into that or you could potentially run into a guy where the truck's going into regens more frequently. Well, why is that? Well, we don't have enough fuel pressure to atomize the fuel into the cylinder and it's causing for a dirtier burn. So not that the lift pump is going to help a cleaner burn truck at a lower power level, but it helps us ensure that we're getting the proper fuel pressure. And that's across all three brands. I mean, it's not GM or Cummins or Ford specific. Mm -hmm. Now that's huge. And if you, everybody knows if you got a truck, 400 horsepower more, like you said earlier, 
chances are there's going to be a lift pump somewhere in the line of the low pressure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, coming from the Cummins side, you know, you can go online and guys will say, oh, you can make over 500 horse with no lift pump. And, you know, you're not going to have a problem there. And they're they're right. I mean, you could potentially do that. But when I had my old truck, you know, you would run it at 500 horse and every thousand miles you put on that truck, it felt like the truck lost 20, 30 horsepower, you know. They say change fuel filters. I usually do it every 10K. Mm-hmm. So that stock filter, I looked at it 5,000 miles in, and the fuel, the filter was dirty. Now, I'm not saying that the fuel that I was getting would have been top-notch, but it, it takes a toll on the factory fuel filter. So helping aid the life of that with you know a lift pump of some sort, I never recommend guys delete their factory fuel filter. Keep the factory fuel filter there. I agree. Run the water separator and the fuel filter from one of these lift pumps, and it just has another uh, filtering system to, to like an add-on. It's so, a backup. Exactly. Um, absolutely. The more the merrier. And I can tell you that I've actually seen a couple times where I had a customer one time with an LBZ, ran an air dog, mm-hmm. and he used the wrong Micron filters. Mm-hmm. And then he actually had on his factory um, fuel filter, it collected water there. So it, it went through wow. the air dog and wow. was collected in that factory backup, quote yeah. unquote, yep. you know, filter for But safety. he did have the wrong Micron filter on the lift pump from the get-go. He did. Okay. But no, I say that's a big thing, guys. You know, they'll gawk like, oh, man, a, a factory fuel filter, that's like another 40, 45 bucks. Like, that's ridiculous. And, you know, you add it up. That's every 10,000 miles. You have to add another 40 or 50 bucks. Go pay for an injection pump and go pay for, I don't even what's labor on a pump these days? Eight, 10, 12 hours? Yeah. You know, most shop rate, labor, you know, labor rate's pretty pretty high up there. I mean, you're talking a couple grand when it's all said and done. So I'll take the $40 fuel filter replacement. All because uh, they were trying to be a tightwad. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can say I burnt myself with that in the past too. I mean, you live and learn. You know, that's one of the big things. You could, you could cut a corner and it's going to cost you more in the long run or you could do it all right at the first time. And, you know, like my dad always said, when I was in school, you know, appreciate being in school because once you're out, you're going to miss it. You know, now you don't know what you're talking about. It's the same thing right now. You make a recommendation to me about the fuel filters or something like that. You know, you don't know what you're doing, but you've been in the game for how long, you know, compared to some of the other guys, you see this every day. So, you know, it's just spreading that knowledge to those guys and hopefully they take that on. You can pay now or you can pay later. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> pay at this window. Have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, talking about live pumps on the phone all the time, for once, I I want to be the customer. You can be the salesman. Okay. All right. So I'm calling in. Um, I've got an LML with stock tuning, a stock trans, stock fuel system. I've got a 14 LML, my favorite year. Went out and found one. Why do I need a lift pump, Chris? Okay. So it's an LML Duramax. You have tuning on it currently? No, I have no tuning. No tuning. Okay. Stock tuning. Yeah. So stock calibration. Okay. And are you looking for tuning? I guess what's the purpose of the call? Are you calling what's my recommendation to help improve efficiency? I want to build this this the right way. And um, I'm not sure if currently I need a lift pump without tuning. Okay. So how about this? You ring in. Ring, ring, ring. Hi, this is Chris of Calibrated Power. How can I help you today? Hey, this is Danny. I got a 14 LML, and I'm looking for some info on a lift pump and tuning. Okay. Is this your first Duramax? This is my second one. I had an LBZ before. Very nice. What kind of mods did you have on that truck? Oh, you know, I had a lift pump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that, that's exactly where I'm going at, though, is it's a staple in any year Duramax. So to answer your question, uh, what what do you recommend? Well, 
if you want to bulletproof an LML, do a lift pump, do tuning, and have some gauges. Those are the first big three things. And I'm sure if you listen to any of these other episodes in the past, talking about LMLs, those are the three big things. Well, why? Well, gauges, we're going to be able to monitor you know, all the engine PIDs. That's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. The tuning, that's the bang for your buck. That's where you're going to get that added improvement of efficiency, uh, drivability, horsepower, and torque. The lift pump sets a foundation, in my opinion. So for a stock truck, you know, oh, well, a lift pump. Well, what is a lift pump? Well, a lift pump is going to help pull fuel from the tank and help disperse that fuel to your CP4, cutting part of the workload off of the injection pump. So now your injection pump just has to disperse that fuel into the through the common rail and into the injectors. So do you think I should get a lift pump before I tune it? I mean, honestly, I have told guys in the past and made the joke, I would prefer you do a lift pump first Mm -hmm. than the tuning. To the guy that's going to sell the truck off every two years, I mean, yeah, it sucks for the next guy, but, you know, do the tuning and run it. But if you spent $60,000, $70,000 on what a new Denali or a high country costs and you plan on keeping it for the long haul, do the lift pump first, get it installed right away. Some dealers, they are a little finicky with it, but if you truly know you plan on keeping the truck, I would do the lift pump for its added value. And again, you set that foundation, cleaner fuel, separate the air and the uh, the water out of the fuel system, and you, you're just allowing the CP4, which is plagued for issues mm-hmm. for all the, the form warriors out there. Um, I mean, are they weak? I'll, I'll say they're not as durable as the CP3, but I would say that adding a lift pump to the truck or adding a lift pump to the equation is definitely going to help. Awesome. So now that we know that's a good investment, mm-hmm. I, I personally have always believed that. Um, you're going to get more bang for your buck, and then you're going to take a lot of what-ifs out of the equation when you run one. Exactly. You know, a lot of guys, well, I want to do best best thing I talk to guys about. Well, I've been on Duramax Forum, and I'm going to do a CP3 conversion because the CP4s are the big failure point. Oh, okay. Uh, what other mods do you have? Well, I have nothing, but when I do the CP3 conversion, I'm going to do a lift pump. Awkward pause. Well, why don't you just do a lift pump now and save the money on 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 you know uh, the CP3 conversion and just run it? Well, I've heard a lot of horror stories. Well, I mean, why are those horror stories there? You know, why why do you hear about that stuff? Is it the 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 quality of the fuel? You know, are you going to just any Joe Schmo fuel station and filling up? Well, if you had that that lift pump there, it is going to help aid aid the life. It's going to help filter that that contaminated fuel potentially for sure. And how many CP4 failures have you honestly seen yourself? In your life, honestly, for the time being here, it's a handful. Yeah, um, and that's what a lot of guys capitalize on. But how many thousands, thousands of LMLs are there? Are there from eleven to, to current time? You know, and you only hear about a handful of them. Mm-hmm. And do they stem from contaminated fuel? You know, I couldn't believe how many guys I hear about that run that, that forgot the that it's a diesel and put gas in the truck. I always fear that myself. You know, my car, my truck. You know, I was like, damn, did I? Yeah, no, it's diesel, it's bio I'm good. You know, it's a different handle that day, you know. So um, I, I see that more than anything. Or guys really beating the trucks and pushing the trucks, and they have some miles on them. And, again, no lift pump or didn't have the right lift pump pressure or had, uh, you know, restrictions in the low-pressure side of the fuel system or didn't change their fuel filters. And, uh, you know. I see that a lot, man. Why are you looking at me? I just changed my fuel filters <laughs> before the show here. I had to pull over. I was like, yo, are you okay? I was like, it, it's not that cold yet. You should be gelling up. He's like, man, I changed my fuel filters on lunch. He goes, I just <laughs> forgot to prime them. I'm like, all right. So he prepped himself for this podcast. I just want to tell you guys. Yeah. So. I smell like diesel fuel right now. <laughs> I just had to get in the zone, you know. Just the best smell. That's it. It's my cologne. <laughs> yeah, right. So... You know, lift pump owners, you know, we touched about this in the beginning of the episode, but what 
guy is a lift pump going to, you know, um, be a positive bolt on for, you know, who's going to, who's going to capitalize on a lift pump, I guess you would say. I, I think every kind of diesel owner, if you own a diesel, if you put that green handle in your tank, mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe that you need a lift pump. I would say, I mean, if these, are these trucks cheap? No. And if you get one cheap, are they cheap to repair? Absolutely not. <laughs> Those Far are the ones fun. that are more money. So, you know, a lift pump definitely sets a foundation to go for the long haul, I feel. If you're going to, you know, if you're in for a dime, you might as well be in for a dollar and yep. just buy one. And what's crazy, too, is, you know, like these older trucks, like, you know, when you're diagnosing the low pressure fuel system, well, what's what's vacuum? You know, the vacuum on the backside of the pump. Okay. You know, they always say two to four PSI. But a lift pump, you know, like a, a fast or an air dog, they're 10 PSI at idle. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just, it's just crazy to think, you know, you're doubling the, the back pressure going to the CP3. You know, so put that in the perspective. And I feel like when you're calling for that fuel and you have a lift pump, it's there a lot faster. Um, the delivery is a little bit more on time. And actually, without it, um, having air in your in your fuel like that, you can actually hurt your timing. Absolutely. No, I to touch on the, the responsiveness of the truck, you know, having a lift pump on the truck, it's going to deliver more consistent uh, pressure. So it actually feels like the truck is a little snappier. It's a little bit more responsive. And, you know, that's not a placebo. That is a real thing, you know, for the reason <laughs> that, you know, the fuel pressure is, is you know, being provided at a, at a more efficient rate. A lot of guys claim that they get better fuel mileage. That's one thing, you know, if you talk to a lot of the lift pump, you know, manufacturers, that is something that they do say, hey, there is this potential. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I will never, I don't even sell tuning in Promise Guys Fuel Economy. You know, that is a byproduct of. Mm-hmm. Is it a potential? I'm sure it is. Is it the way I would stand behind the product? Absolutely not. There are way too many other benefits of the pump to sell it on fuel economy. And, and that's, and these are facts, you know, mm-hmm. so... Have I taken a truck and ran it through a controlled test environment to say, yes, this is what I gained? No, I, I have not. Um, so, yeah, it's possible. I just I don't sell it that way. And actually, Paul and I, previously to this episode, we talked about running a test on our dyno. Yep. We just uh, had the editor of Diesel Power on our last show, KJ. Oh, wow. And um, they actually, in one of their competitions at the Diesel Power Challenge, they have a fuel mileage competition. And Paul wasn't too happy about hearing about that. He had, he wanted nothing to do with that topic. Mm-hmm. But after talking with KJ and this test that they had, you know, really uh, made us want to do it on our dyno. So look for that further uh, in our further episodes. That's awesome. Yeah. Ah, it's first I've heard of it. That's awesome insight. I hope, uh, I'm sure everyone that's listening is really going to be excited about that because that's, you know, how much power can I make? What's my fuel economy? If you own a diesel truck, those are the first two questions you ask. I don't care who you are. I mean, I do the same thing. So that's awesome. So let's say I tow a trailer. Why do I need a lift pump? Man, so stock truck, you know, it just falls back to that that foundation. Fuel filtration, the water separation. You're just you're setting yourself with a foundation. Um, you know, those fuel systems are under a more uh, heavier workload because there's a more consistent um, fuel uh demand is the best way I would describe it. So I would say if you're towing with the truck, that is just as important to have a lift pump on that truck as a 500 horse truck or a tuned 400 horse truck. Yeah. And you talked about, um, poor fuel from different gas stations. Exactly. If you're towing trailers for a living, you're You're not not at the same gas station. You have no control. 
You know, I, I, a lot of the trucks, the used trucks that I bought that are higher mileage, they are actually hot shot trucks. And I mean, they take good care of their stuff. I mean, that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if, if they're going to be in a vehicle, you know, more times than they're going to be at home, uh, you better damn believe they're taking good care of their stuff. So, I mean, it's crazy how many trucks are still stock that are, are hot shot rigs. I mean, put a lift pump on there. It's just going to help. Yeah, you bet. And people say that they do help with mileage. And if you're trying to get that mileage at the end of the week, that's how you can get that little extra money back in your pocket. Right. If you're trying to get that, I mean, people get paid off of fuel mileage. Absolutely. Delivering campers. And I mean, stuff. If, even if it was 0.2 miles to the gallon, I mean, you're driving a thousand miles, 2000 miles a, a trip. I mean, that, that adds up. I mean, yeah, we are nickel and diming. I get it guys, but it adds up. So, so. on fastest website, it says two to three miles a gallon on their front page. I mean, I think that would be the same thing with me selling a, selling something to someone and promising them fuel economy. Nine out of 10 times, those guys are calling back saying, hey, you promised me this and it did not deliver. That's why I stay away from it. It is such a gray area. Um, I wonder how many guys call back fast and you know say, hey, you, you guaranteed this. Or is it it could add up to, you mm -hmm. know, that type of deal. Wording yeah. plays a big role. In uh, prime so. time conditions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. I was talking to Jamie, our general manager here, and I said, I've been telling people two to three miles a gallon for seven years. He goes, well, Danny, if it's not true, you're going to have to go buy them all back. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, again, a lot of, look at cold air intake companies. You know, they always claim horsepower i mean i don't know under a certain circumstance with the right testing backing it up i'm, I'm sure i'm sure it's reality but you know it just gets hard to to stand behind some of those aftermarket products in that sense so no it, it would not be something that i would claim to a guy unfortunately so you said you change yours every ten thousand miles uh that's that's what's recommended i usually do instead of oil changes every five thousand i do it every four and every uh the fuel filters are about every eight um when i had you know the the, the high horsepower stuff i mean i would change oil every couple thousand and fuel filters every five you know there you go that's, i like i like to be on top of it i like to do uh personally one time a season at least I mean, it depends on the miles that you put on it. You know, uh, I had an, uh, man, I had an old truck way back when my first diesel was a seven, three power stroke. Yeah. I share that with Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that guy changed a fuel filter every year, once a year. And it was a low mileage truck. The minute I bought the truck, it needed five injectors. It needed this at that. It only had, you know, 110,000 miles. It was one of those OBS. It was a 97. And, you know, needless to say, it cost me money. And I do believe that if he changed fuel filters more frequently, that would have helped. So, yeah, I'm a little bit more adamant. I, I wouldn't go once a year if I don't put the miles on the truck. I would I would honestly do it every four months, maybe five pushing it, you know, and that's if I'm not even putting the miles on it. I just rather be safe than sorry. That's how uh, my dad brought me up with stuff. So thanks, Dad. <laughs> Wasting money. <laughs> no, it's always good to overdo your filter. I tell Absolutely. people that's how you prolong the life of your diesel in general. Filters, filters, filters. Yep. I don't no. care what it is. Maintenance is key, you know, uh, to the guys that let an injector slide, you know, then they call back with a cracked piston or, you know, uh, their their crankcase is filling up with, with fuel. You know, it's like, why is this? Well, you let it go. Well, you know, it was driving okay. Well, no, you, you knew there was an issue, you know, and those are the guys that probably aren't maintaining the trucks properly. They're just letting them go. So I see what some of these repair bills are. I've had repair bills in the past, so I'd rather stay on top of it if I could. So let's go back to that phone call we were theoretically on, okay? Yeah. I get my lift pump in the mail finally. Yeah. I ordered it from you. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Got me the lift pump quickly. And um, 30 days pass after my purchase. 
You got to get that warranty card in the mail. Oh, man. That's like when guys are on the phone and they they say that there's an issue and I sold them the product or, you know, they got it from us. You know, I, I don't have any support on that. Like you, you contact fast at that point. And anytime I sell something, because we never finished that, you know, in theory sale, I always tell guys you have 30 days once, you know, the, the purchase is finalized to get that warranty card into them. These companies support their products. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be working with them if they didn't. Like they truly, truly support the brand. They support the product. That's why we do business with them. So, um, you know, get that warranty card in. If you don't have that warranty card in, you are going to jump through hoops. You, you are going to be yeah. paying something. You're not going to probably be too happy. So 30 days, the warranty card's there, the, the fast brand even. They give you like this uh, cross-reference list of different filters. So, you you know, if, if you're stranded or if you need a, a quick, you know, filter replacement, you can go to local parts stores and get filters, which is awesome. So That's a good point. Um, you know, one of the nice things uh, that – that I like about them. So, you know, it, it definitely is something warranty, you know, fuel filter, re, you know, maintenance and, and get that warranty card in, you know, just a couple of uh, key points that if you're ever going to do a pump. Yeah. These pumps are 12 volts. They're always on. Mm-hmm. And it's not a matter of, uh, you know, it's a matter of when they're going to fail. Yeah. It's not if it's when. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, unfortunately, it's a wear item. It is going to go bad. I've had pumps last, I know guys that pumps have last seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. I've had guys where pumps last two years, you know, and it's not a real like, oh, well, this is why this failed. There is no real cause, you know, so that warranty card's key. I mean, they offer the warranty for a reason. So, Chris, the big difference between uh, AirDog and a FAST. FAST is a a flow-through pump just as as AirDog is. Okay, good. Uh, You know, to touch on that, I had a buddy. um, He's been to the shop multiple times. His truck, he's like, man, this thing's a smoky pig, and it's a 10-millimeter pump, 60-over injectors, our, uh, our Stealth 64 VVT. And, uh, you know, the truck's just running like, you know, crap. I don't know what's going on. So we logged the truck. Truck's tanking rail real bad. The lift pump probably wasn't working for seven months, and he had no clue. Drove the truck every day. Jeez. I mean, the truck was probably 200 horse down on, on, on horsepower. I mean, just all over the board. Just the truck drove like complete ass. And he had no idea, but the pump was a, it's a pass-through pump, so it always ran. Well, so a lot of guys wouldn't know that either unless I, you hear it. I guess being a pilot helps me with kind of my pre-flight inspection in the morning. <laughs> turn so, key on, you, you hear it kick. Yeah, you, you listen for that. This though. truck did that. Yeah. I mean, that's what was really weird is you would turn it on and it would kick on. Huh. And then the truck would run for a few minutes and it would die off. Really? We never knew anything. I mean, they supported the product. He got another one, got it on the truck, and knock on wood, it's uh, it's been good. So <laughs> Yeah, and they're usually really good about um, getting you a replacement pump right away. Way. Yeah, I'm absolutely. talking like I had one from AirDog the next day. Per warranty card. I Oh, yeah. I had my <laughs> warranty card in. You know. um, where I used to work, I would actually physically fill out the warranty card form because everybody after the sale, they kind of get in this excitement thing and they forget about it. Hey, iPhone case. iPhone case. The screen, it was one of those, uh, you know, glass... About lifetime replacement screens and uh the lady was like hey fill this in fill this out send it in yep okay did i do that no did the screen crack yes did i get a new one no <laughs> i'm like i spent 15 dollars more for this paper thin glass case for no reason and i could have sent it in so even my own ignorance gets the best of me at times yeah so. that piece of glass costs more than a piece of glass at your house yeah yeah and I, that glass at home would probably have been more uh, more durable so right? yeah whatever 
my fault. Should have dropped it. That's awesome. So <laughs> the, if you get anything out of this episode, get the damn warranty card in the mail yes. after you purchase it. I can't buy a damn lift pump yep. for your truck. I don't care if you want to make a thousand horse. I don't care what the deal is. You spent good money on the truck. Buy a lift pump. It's gonna help you. And send in the damn warranty card, like Danny said. Yeah, and we've we've dealt with uh, different sizes. Of, yeah, uh, no, that's another good point. Yeah, different size pumps. I, I they have ninety gallon per hour. They have two hundred gallon per hour. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big one. You know, years ago, coming from the older Cummins stuff, guys would always, oh yeah, I got a, a VP forty four burner, a two hundred twenty gallon per hour pump. Man, that VP pump is never gonna outfuel that that twenty two hundred twenty gallon. It's never gonna outfuel one hundred fifty gallon, honestly. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's crazy to to look back at like our our drag truck, our LB seven. I mean, that truck's making four-digit power on a 150. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 10 years, five years, four years, four or five years ago, you would think that you needed, you know, there's guys running dual pumps and dual (laughs) 200-gallon pumps. I mean, that's 200 gallons an hour. That is nuts. That's a waste. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not a lot more money, you know, I mean, theoretically, but... uh, you know, a lot of guys, they ask about the 95s. I like to go with 150 gallon per hour. It's just, it's very universal for a stock truck or a high horse application. Yeah, I run a 600, you know, or a 530 horse truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a 200 gallon per hour pump wow. on from Air Dog, and it was really cool. I started talking to him, and uh, it failed in the wintertime. It gets super cold here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Danny, I'm going to send you the one, um, I think they have a 160. 165, yeah. yeah. 165, and they sent me that one. And they had no questions about it. They're really cool about awesome. keeping their customers happy, whether you're talking with Fast or AirDog. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I believe they're family, and they split, maybe? Yeah, I mean, What's I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I've heard that, yeah. and I don't know if it's, you know, uh, real or whatever. I have met, you know, the some of the guys over at AirDog, and I, I've met the owner, uh, husband and wife at Fast. Both, guy, both, both families, both companies, they're awesome people. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, they're... They're uh, normal people just like you and I. You know, they're they're enthusiasts in the in the sport, and they just they that's what they that's what they're passionate about. Just don't sell them under map pricing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, you if you're a social media fan and you're online, you'll read about that. I mean, stick to the map pricing. Honor what they're doing. They're going through the R and D. They're offering p- phenomenal products to the marketplace. They want to offer their product to whoever is willing to buy them, but you have to honor their pricing. And I, I think that from a respect side of things, that, that goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. They're always bettering themselves. Absolutely. And if you uh, look on their, their YouTube pages and whatnot, their uh, R&D, like you were saying, awesome gets info. better and better all absolutely. the time. But that also, you know, with the support, that goes a long way. You betcha. I had a buddy, he rolls up to the truck pole this year with two um, fast lift pumps on his 800-horse Cummins. And uh, I asked him, I said, Mark, why why uh, two lift pumps? What is the point? And he goes, well, I'm just trying to get that um, that rail pressure, not the tank, like you were saying. His problem was he had a CP3 that was failing. And he figured it was something to do with the low side. And it's one of those things, you don't need two lift pumps Mm-mm. to run, uh, like you said, 1,000 horsepower. Yep. If you're up where, you know, you're at the call-out challenge truck like we're building right now. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, we're, we're not talking about a 500 to a 1,000 horse. We're talking a 1,000 horse to 2,000 horse or 2,500 horse. I mean, now that that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother discussion altogether. So I, I don't really feel that 
that's relevant to this conversation. I felt you know, like I extent. needed to bring it up though, Absolutely. because a lot of guys are running them. No, you know? I, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. I remember flipping through the magazine eight years ago, you know, your diesel power, your diesel world, and you'd see all these badass trucks with, you know, oh, this is what, this was an 89, you know, 12 valve with a P pump conversion, you know, and guys back then, I mean, unless you were in it, you know, someone like me, I had no idea what a P pump was. And you do your research and oh, it's a pump off a of 94, 98. Okay. And they converted it, whatever. And, um, you know, you get into these sled pull trucks with dual pumps and, and, you know, dual, you know, lift pumps feeding their mechanical P7100. And it, it's one of those things where you would think that that's a staple. That's a necessity. And it, it's really not. So asking the right questions, you know, uh, research. I always tell guys, if you don't believe what I'm saying, do some research. See what other guys are doing. The forums can be your best friend and they could be your worst enemy. You know, it's all about what you make out of it. So Yeah, you got to pull the best info out of all yeah, the places. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're going to idolize a truck, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not scared to say it. I've idolized a lot of trucks out there and I've, you know, been really, you know, um, um, passionate and, and motivated by those builds. Oh yeah. You know, don't build your 400 or 500 horse truck based off of what a thousand horsepower truck has, you know, build it off of what your needs are or what other trucks similar. If you find a guy who's using the truck in the same application with the same type of, you know, longevity mindset, you know, there, you know, whatever that goal is. So, you know, the guy that's running a 220-gallon-per-hour pump or dual 220-gallon-per-hour pumps and it's making 1,500 horse, eh, that's not going to be suitable for a four or 500-horse truck. So it's just, you Yeah, know. do your homework. Exactly. Find out what uh, gallon-per-hour is right for you yeah, and your exactly. horsepower. exactly. So you're not like me getting a, yeah, you know. Yeah, 220 and having it burn <laughs> up. And then, but at least they stood behind it. They you know, did, and they were really out. cool, and I learned the hard way. But now that's why I wanted to do this episode with you Absolutely. because uh, these little tips will help our listeners. Yeah, no, and I mean, that was one of the things when you were doing the outline on this, you know, the other day, you're like, who the hell wants to talk about lift pumps, man? And I'm like, honestly, like, it's very universal. And me and you started talking. Ten minutes later, you had a whole list of stuff. You're like, you know, thanks. I appreciate it. It's like, hey, you help me. I help you. That's what it is. And then it just so happened that Paul wants to skip out. And, you know, <laughs> I get to take his chair. Paul, I'm coming for you. You know, done deal. I want his chair more often. This is fun. There you go. We want to have you more. <laughs> and we like having you, Chris. So thank you very much. I mean, this was awesome. I, I hope, you know, the guys listening get something out of this. And, you know, if you ever have questions or whatever, you know, just do some research. Give us a shout. That's what it all amounts to. Absolutely. So if you guys ever have questions, you know, again, you, you know, my name's Chris. Uh, the, the shop number is 815-568-7920. You can get me. My extension's 2121. Danny's. I'm 2124. So, you know, just feel free to give us a shout. I have a lot of guys that just call to bounce ideas off of our heads. That's what we're there for. I can shoot you some emails. We can get you contact. I'll be glad to help. That's why they pay us the big bucks, right? Oh, yeah, the big bucks. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> well, this has been a great awesome. episode, Chris. I'm Danny Voss. And I'm Chris Emke. Thank you for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com.
if you get anything out of this episode, get the damn warranty card in the mail yes. after you purchase it. I can't buy a damn lift pump yep. for your truck. I don't care if you want to make a thousand horse. I don't care what the deal is. You spent good money on the truck. Buy a lift pump. It's going to help you. And send in the damn warranty card, like Danny said. 